Welcome to another edition of The Chat, where we talk about all things Chatham County. I'm Catherine Glassby, the Public Information Director for Chatham County, and today we're going to be talking about some issues that are issues that we see in our normal everyday life, but have um, kind of seen a, an uptick over the last couple weeks to a month or so um, because of the um, coronavirus pandemic, um, and that is domestic violence and family violence and child and, and child neglect and abuse. Um, I will kind of want to talk about uh, domestic violence first. Um, I know in looking at some of our informa information from our 911 center that just from February to March, we saw a pretty dramatic increase in calls for service. That doesn't necessarily mean that um, each and every one of those calls ended up being a substantiated case of domestic violence, but we saw a lot of, of cases, um, our calls for service during that time. And COVID-19 is having a, a major uh, influence on our economy. People are staying home with our shelter in place orders. There's a lot of stress that's going on. And I, I just know from, from people around me that when you're shut up with someone that you normally do fine with, um, but they're the only people that you're seeing 24 hours a day and you can't get away from them that much because, you know, we can't do our normal day life um, activities. Tempers run hot. Um, and then you have situations where there may already be um, some domestic violence in the house or something that runs to, to that nature. Um, and now you can't get away from your abuser at all. Um, so Chief Hadley, Chief Mentor, thank you for joining us today. I know that this has been a priority for both of you um, over the last couple months and how, how we're dealing with this. Um, Chief Mentor, would you like to, to start us off and tell us what you guys are seeing at the uh, police department? Well, of course, and first of all, thank you for having me today. Uh, first and foremost, we are seeing an increase in the number of domestic violence related calls for service we're responding to. We use the average about nine domestic violence related calls for service per day. We're up to about 12. So of wow. course, um, any reporter, any call for service involving domestic violence, you know, of course, is a serious matter that our officers respond to. So we, you know, we, of course, we realize in today's time that it's a very stressful time and a very fearful time for a lot of people in our community. You know, the, of course, the employment situation, a financial situation is creating a lot of stress and strain on families. And of course, there's a lot of fear there because of the virus out there and catching the virus and possibly having severe health consequences. But uh, let there be no mistake whatsoever. There is no excuse or there is no reason for you to violently put your hands on another unless you're trying to protect yourself or protect the lives of others. So we take these calls very serious. We're also keeping an eye on you know, what may be the origin of some of these calls, whether we're responding to repeat locations, uh, whether we've received information that may indicate that something may be occurring or brewing at a certain neighborhood, but we're also partnering with our community of faith partners and seeing what they can do to push out information during this critical time to help families that may be going through a difficult and stressful time. Thank you, sir. Chief Hadley, would you like to, to chime in from Chatham County's perspective? Sure. Thank you, uh, Catherine, for having me on. And, and I would uh, echo uh, what Chief Mentor has said, you know, relative to the added stress in the household with a lot of uncertainty surrounding employment, uh, 
uh, health. Uh, who knows if they have family from out of state that, that is experienced in health issues as well. So um, many of the same issues in the unincorporated area. Uh, our, our stats are up. Uh, they tend to spike on the weekends, uh, almost double. Uh, we average anywhere from three and a half to four and a half calls a day, um, uh, domestic calls a day, I'm sorry. And on the weekends, they can uh, double that to eight or nine on Saturdays and Sundays. So 70% um, of the homes that we have gone to in the last 30 days have been first-time um, responses, uh, which is interesting. And so, um, again, uh, uh, again, to echo what Chief Mentor said, there, uh, with all that being said, uh, number one, there are resources out there for folks um, if they're in need of, of shelter um, or counseling and things of that nature to, to help navigate the difficulties uh, in this uncertain times. Um, but there is no excuse uh, to put your hands on someone, um, no matter what the circumstances are. And so um, we encourage people to reach out to, to, to their, their network of either family and friends and or community resources to try to help navigate a very difficult time. Um, Chief, you mentioned those resources. Chief Hadley, you mentioned those resources. There's some place where those are listed. I mean, I, I obviously know safe shelter is a place that people can call if they need help with domestic violence. Um, but is there um, any place else where maybe you guys have listed those resources? Uh, and an easy way for people to find out what they need to know. Yes, so uh, I wish I had the news release in front of me. We had put out a, a news release, um, a joint news release with Savannah PD, I believe last week, that listed safe shelter and an 800 number um, that is available. I will get that before we get off the phone call um, that people can call. Uh, if you get on the safe shelter website, uh, Google it, safe shelter Savannah, uh, there's a myriad of resources and links that they can click on uh, for resources, not only to safe shelter, um, but other uh, resources that may be available to them. And a lot of times we focus on, you know, what the victims need to do. But in this situation, because it's a little bit different, people are at home together and you, you might feel yourself being more frustrated with your family or your roommates or whomever. If someone's feeling that way, is there a resource for them to, to also call so maybe they can escalate before it becomes a violent domestic a domestic violence call i think all of those resources would be available to victims and or i guess potential perpetrators if you will uh, but one thing you know just from a common sense perspective if you're feeling that way you can walk you can get out of your house and walk and walk you know down the block you can create some space uh, between you and others in the house home until you're able to kind of process depress and things of that nature. I mean, there's some really common sense things that if you're not willing to reach out to an organization or an individual to help talk about it is, is create space. And how do you do that um, in, in today's environment? There are ways to do it. Um, you, can, you can walk, exercise, exercise in the park as long as you keep moving and create the thing, continue the social distancing. But um, that would just be to me from a common sense perspective, something that's if you're recognizing those frustrations in your you're edgy within yourself and you have the ability to, to acknowledge that, then you certainly have the, the ability to go, I need to, I need to step away and find a way to do that. And I think there are ways to do that. And, and I do want to acknowledge too, that we are, um, we're filming this on, on Thursday, April 30th. Uh, normally I don't say when we're filming uh, one of our podcasts um, because we want them to, to be able to be used in the future. But I think it's important to say here 
because today is our, our last day of shelter in place unless the governor extends that today. Um, we may remain under a state of emergency and we're gonna remain under those uh, social distancing guidelines for, for a while to come. But as those, those shelter in place things uh, relax a little bit, people are gonna be able to get out a little bit more. I think people's frustration levels may come down but the pandemic itself is not going away. Social distancing isn't going to go away. There's going to be phases where people are gonna to have to, uh, when you're going back to work, there's gonna be phase in processes. So this is something that's gonna go on for a while while we will see it probably ease. Um, either, either Chief, do you wanna chime in on, on how you see maybe in the next 30 days with some of these relaxed rules, will we see a little bit of relief in how people are feeling at home being shuttered together or do we think that this will continue to go on or maybe you can't tell that yet because there isn't a trend well i, I think the best way to answer that question um is kind of yes and no even though some of the stress may be relieved in the family environment you're still dealing with the fear you're still dealing with the fear and the unknown by still dealing with the pandemic so even though some of the stress may be relieved the fear may also be there, and that may be the trigger for some of the incidents that we may still have to respond to. I think that's very true. Um, before we, we start talking about some of the, the family violence um, and child abuse neglect, Chief, do either one of you have any other comments that you want to make specifically on domestic violence? Because I know you'll be chiming in uh, about the, the child abuse and neglect situations as well. But before we kind of switch topics, is there is there anything else that you guys want to get out there other than that there are places to get help and you guys will continue to respond to calls? Well, just, yeah, just real quick, and Chief Hadley kind of alluded to it, the 24-hour um, crisis line for Safe Shelter is 912-629-8888. That's 912-629-8888 for people who need um, to make that phone call to get some assistance. Awesome, thank you, Chief Mentor. Chief Hadley, do you, is there anything else you want to, to bring up and discuss on domestic violence? Uh, just first of all, thanks, Chief, for getting that number. And, and secondly, um, if you are in danger in your Savannah Police Department, Chatham County Police Department, or any police department in Chatham County, respond and help you navigate these circumstances so don't be don't be afraid please call us we're here to help uh, that doesn't mean every someone goes to jail every time we show up but perhaps you just need some some third party to try to help you know filter all that's going on so um, call us if you need us we're here for you absolutely I think it's very important for people to, to remember that um, and, and just because you have to call doesn't mean that somebody's going to go to jail that night unless they have to um, I have been privileged enough in my time of working with um, both police departments that I have been able to, to go out with officers and I've seen how that they work to de-escalate these situations. Um, and you guys have my utmost respect, your officers, uh, the things that they deal with on a daily basis when they uh, go to calls like this and the, the knowledge and the skill that they have to de-escalate this is um, just amazing. So I appreciate everything that they, they do. Shifting the conversation a little bit, um, related topic.
topic, obviously, child abuse, child neglect. Um, we are seeing uh, an, probably an uptick in that as well, or maybe not because some of our reporting mechanisms that we would have in place if our children were in school right now, um, i.e. our teachers in our school system would be looking for some of those signs of child abuse and child neglect. They're not doing that through long distance learning um, because you, you don't actually physically see the person all the time. Um, so Sean Brown with DFACS is on the line with us, Cheryl Jones with Front Porch, and our, our ladies over at Juvenile Court, Patricia's over there somewhere. Um, they're here to help us talk about that a little bit. Sean, I'm going to start with you. Um, DFACS is really one of the agencies that is um, at the, the forefront of our child abuse, child neglect um, issues. And I know that during this pandemic, you may have a reduction in how many people you have in the office. You may be rotating through schedules and stuff, but work hasn't stopped. Um, no, I, definitely yeah. not. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing in, in this new norm? Yes, absolutely. Thank you again for having us on. Uh, April is Child Abuse uh, Awareness Month, so this comes at a great time uh, for us. Uh, in our new norm, um, like uh, a lot of other state agencies and our government agencies, we're, we're teleworking. Uh, teleworking simply means that we're, we're operating, but we're not operating directly in the office. The office is open, but we are likewise trying to ensure the health and welfare of our staff to make sure that they're totally capable of uh, both on the OFI side of, of processing new applications uh, for people in need uh, for benefits, as well as our uh, child welfare staff uh, who are continuing to take care of our foster children and service uh, our families and investigate uh, reports of child abuse and neglect. Um, we are still operating uh, in uh, our normal standard of uh, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. Um, and uh, we've equipped our, our staff with some excellent uh, resources and tools to help them in this new world, in this challenge, to try to navigate it with families. Uh, we've created, our state leadership created a, a new SOP to help us determine when we can use technology in safe situations uh, in order to do contacts like we're doing virtually over the phone to be able to help families and address some situations, uh, to be able to see what's going on, but not necessarily be in the home. Uh, that's a new innovation that we've been really taking advantage of. And of course, that there are other situations where safety and assessing safety is paramount in which we are still uh, going out face to face with families, but creating a safe space through social distancing that while we are there, um, we're not exposing the family. We're also not exposing our staff and keeping them safe so that we can do the job. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Um, Cheryl Jones, from, from your perspective at Front Porch, how are you guys navigating this issue? Oh, you're on mute. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So we at the Front Porch are also facing, you know, some challenges with the pandemic. Um, however, we're being as creative as possible. So we are providing um, 
virtual assessments as well as you know by phone um, so we want to make it as um, as as available to our families as well um, we have several agencies that are still in the building and of course we are also working on a staggered schedule but those individuals are working from home um, consistently contacting their you know families and children to make sure that they stay connected we're also contacting the providers to make sure that um, they're staying connected with the families as well and if there are any additional needs or gaps in services that we could possibly fulfill um, I'm sorry fulfill or e even um, add additional services um, also one of the unique things is that we do have um, a defects member on board and she's in contact with us consistently about those individuals who may have had cases that have been investigated but um, there was no you know finding and so for additional services they are actually sending them to us and we're able to navigate those services with them as well Excellent. Excellent. Um, over at juvenile court, do you guys kind of want to give us an update on, on where you guys are and what, how you're uh, handling this issue as well through the court? Um, yes. Hey, this is Barbara. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, Right now, like Cheryl mentioned and Sean did, we're actually working a staggered schedule here at the juvenile court also um, doing telework schedule. So during the week, there is at least one supervisor and one on-call staff member in the building, but the probation officers are, their requirement is to make sure that they stay engaged with the kids and the families. Um, sometimes a couple of days a week, uh, right now, I mean, sometimes when I look at our telework summaries in the evening, sometimes it's every day. So they try to keep the families and the kids engaged, answer questions that the parents may have, try to point them to resources in the community, um, try to encourage the kids to stay in, in the home. That's been a challenge. Um, I have two, teenage, two, two, two teenagers. So um, it is very challenging to keep them in the house because of course they think they're invincible. This is not real. Um, and as it goes on longer, you know, they try, they kind of like relax those initial fears. Um, but, you know, we try to stay engaged with the families, try to keep them encouraged and point them to the resources that may be able to, to help them um, through, during this time. Thank you so very much. I apologize. I was getting a, a, a text message, so I was trying to turn off my phone. Um, nothing like doing a, a formal podcast and having your phone ring. Um, we're apparently, you know, it's a new day and age with, with Zoom and everything like that. Normally, I would even bring a phone into the studio with me when we would record something like this. Um, let, let's talk about a little bit about how uh, now that social distancing is, is still happening, but rules are relaxing a little bit, people are going to be out. Is there ways for other people to notice whether or not a child is being abused and if they are, where they can report that? Um, is Now that we don't have all those indicators in place with, with schools. Um, Sean, would you like to, to take that first and then we can go 
uh, around sure. if we need to. Yeah, uh, maintaining social connections is such a critical element uh, right now with families. Uh, as people are beginning to have more contact with one another, the, the best thing that I can encourage people to do is talk to one another, check in with each other. If you have an opportunity to engage with somebody, uh, speak with them, see how they're doing, see how they're coping, see what kind of stressors uh, that they're facing. If you have the opportunity to have conversation with children, again, ask them about, you know, how are their daily routines going? Uh, what are they doing to stay active? Um, and then, you know, then there are, you know, obvious signs of a physical abuse or neglect, you know, where you actually see it happen, you see the marks and the bruises. Uh, folks are still uh, able, as always, to make a report when necessary uh, to 855-GA-CHILD. Um, we have staff uh, that work 24-7, 365 days of the year that will take the calls um, and then fill them out to, to us um, as appropriate to be able to assess uh, the situation. Um, but I think, again, maintaining social connections. Um, as people are getting out and about, if they've had somebody on their mind, now's probably a great time to check in with them. If maybe they were concerned about children, neighbor children across the street or next door, well, as you're getting out and about, speak to somebody, uh, take an active interest. Maybe you can find out whether there is an incident, but maybe you can find a creative way that you can help provide the support to somebody in need. You know, a, a lot of folks out there, unfortunately, statistically, there's a lot of single parents out there who are really finding a very difficult struggle now that they're being uh, daycare providers, they're doing online school, they're trying to feed everybody, keep food in the house if you got teenagers, it's a challenging time. But I think that when we connect together and then work to connect people with the resources that we have available, there's a lot that we can do to help our families and children. Absolutely. Um, Chiefs, I know that you guys are also probably um, seeing some of, of this um, through your, your daily um, contacts with people. Are you seeing more um, child abuse or neglect or I just want to give you guys an opportunity to comment. Um, I, I guess I should put it that way and stop stumbling through a, a question here. Um. Catherine, fortunately, we have not. I asked um, um, our crime analysts who run the data, and we have not seen an increase uh, on that. So we're very fortunate in that regard, thankfully. Awesome. Chief Mentor? Yeah, Catherine, we're, yeah, we're the same way. We're not really seeing an increase in that area. Uh, we're seeing an increase in some of the stress on some of the parents who are spending more time with their kids and having to help you know, work through schoolwork and that kind of stuff, but we're not really seeing more of the abusive type situations. I only think that that is a, is a good thing, um, but at the same time, it's a little bit disconcerting too, because we know it's probably still happening and it's just not getting reported. I know that like when schools and everything, they're, they're mandated reporters, um, would, would there be other people that are mandated to report that these kids would be seeing on a regular basis um, I, a couple of you are nodding your heads. Um, of course, we do. you want to take that or Cheryl? Sure. Uh, yes, we uh, are and I do want to mandate it. Report us. Go ahead, Sean. Sorry, you know the microphone <laughs> lag. Um, 
you know, our, our juvenile court partners, uh, the probation officers, their mandated reporters. Uh, I, I do want to mention that we are working, all working very closely uh, with the school. Uh, the, the, the school counselors are still very engaged and involved out there. Uh, they're fielding a lot of work right now, uh, which is really helping families. Um, so they are also mandated reporters. Um, uh, according to the law, if you have basically any contact with children, um, it can put you in a mandated reporter category. A lot of people think that it's just for certain professionals. And by nature, there are certain professionals, teachers, doctors, um, different folks um, that definitely are. But daycare providers, uh, as daycares begin to reopen, if they do, uh, different uh, uh, summer programs or after school programs, all of those people are mandated reporters too. But again, uh, if somebody has a concern um, and they're able to ch check out and get the information, then they can make a report to 855-GA-CHILD and uh, we'll respond as an agency and assess the safety and uh, link them to some of our great community partners uh, who've really stepped up to partner together uh, in this situation. Excellent. Uh, Cheryl, let's let's talk real quick about Front Porch and the services that you provide for, for families. Basically, what we um, provide is assessments to um, youth 17 years of age and under. And the assessment takes about an hour to an hour and a half. Um, since we have been doing it virtually, of course, um, one of the unique things about the assessment tool is an evidence um, based assessment tool which allows us to actually um, see those um, alarm factors that may present some question about um, child abuse we are also able um, when we are doing um, contact with the child because we also we contact we talk with the parent as well as the child and there are certain questions that we ask so if there are any doubts or questions there's a scoring sheet um, we do the pediatric symptom checklist as well as the craft um, that allows us to look at some of those factors where we can actually make reports if we need to okay excellent and and also um some of the just to add some of the resources we use, we have um, various uh, providers, of course, um, mental health providers in the, in the community. Um, we also have mentoring programs. You know, we work with youth to, with the school system if there are any situations where kids are actually falling behind in school. Um, we work with them to see if we can get, you know, any laptops or, or go, go and pick up packets and so forth for them as well. So there are a variety of resources. We've even had situations where there are barriers to transportation. So our um, staff is available to safely um, take that take those um, food packets to families and drop them on their porch and so forth when they don't have transportation. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, juvenile court, uh, do you guys have anything else that you want to add uh, to this conversation? I think um, we've been trying to educate, as Barbara was saying, um, with our uh, probation officers work and telework is also identifying some of those stressors that the um, probation officers may hear in talking with the families um, and also the youth so we can try to intervene 
um, if necessary. Um, I mean, as it sounds like the trend and the theme of this whole discussion has been stress. Um, we have SAMHSA research that has supported that stress is usually the number one culprit of reacting to or, um, or to a child becoming abused physically. Um, um, and so what we've tried to do with the staff is there's been several webinars that have supported um, what, how to recognize when that's going on, some of the trends that we hear or see when youth are talking to the staff. And so we've been trying to identify ways for self-care, um, ways to report or advocate as a child, um, and also reduce the stress um, and allow the parents to have some type of um, outlet. Um, and we've partnered with a lot of our community partners, such as Gateway. Um, they're offering uh, different mindful self-compassion um, classes for the parents, um, classes through the front porch, um, telehealth with the agencies that work there that allow for how to reduce stress as a parent um, and identify um, how to self-regulate when those um, stressors come about. Awesome. All right, so I'm just going to go around here and we're going to start closing out our discussion because we're out of time for today. Um, but just any last thoughts that you may have, um, I will start with Chief Mentor. Any other thoughts that you have for today? No, just a big thank you for continuing to shine a light on a very serious situation in our community and making sure people are aware of not just the resources that are available, but the fact that they have a community that cares about them. Thank you, sir. Cheryl, last thoughts for today? Yes, I would like to um, encourage others to reach out to the front porch if they have any concerns or issues, um, even not knowing where to navigate um, with services to contact us. Uh, we are located at 2203 Abercorn Street, and we actually can be reached at 912-652-6555. They can also send us an email with uh, tfporch at chathamcounty.org. Thank you, Cheryl. Chief Hadley, final thoughts for today? Uh, just want to appreciate uh, my partners on the phone call. Uh, Chief Mentor, DFAX, The Front Porch, which is a phenomenal resource here for uh, Chatham County. And keep up the good work, everybody, and we'll continue to highlight uh, those issues that need to be uh, on the forefront of everybody's mind. Thank you, sir. Sean. Yeah, I'd love to encourage folks to check out uh, our uh, Georgia Department of Family and Children's Services website, as well as the Facebook page, especially the Facebook page. There are some great uh, posts that our communications teams have been doing. Uh, we've got different things like five uh, parenting tips for parenting during COVID-19, uh, keeping calm during parenting, managing stress. There are some great, really uh, neat, innovative tools that are there. So check out both of our, our uh, Facebook page as well as our 
website. There are lots of different links there to Prevent Child Abuse Georgia, which has a, a ton of resources and tips, a lot of other phone numbers and things. Um, so I would just encourage that. Thanks again to our all of our community partners. Uh, CASA has really stepped up, Chatham County CASA, and, and helped us out tremendously during this time. Compassion Church has been phenomenal. They've got some care support teams out there working with our foster parents and foster kids. Uh, even made us a, a whole bunch of cloth masks. Uh, and you know how hard those are to get a hold of these days. So right. I, I think really uh, our strength as a community, uh, when I think Chatham Strong, is our ability to work together and network. Uh, I think together we can do some amazing things. Thank you, sir. Patricia and crew over at, at Juvenile Court, any final thoughts that you have? Well, first we want to say thank you for allowing us to be a part of this podcast. And again, like everyone said, it's great to be able to work um, with um, great partners in the community. We did want to make sure that everyone knows that the front porch is available. Cheryl has given the um, telephone number and the address. But also, like Sean Brown said, we do have um, social media accounts. And we are putting information out on our social media accounts at the front porch and at the juvenile court, asking parents to, you know, contact their community providers if they need some assistance. We know that stress is a number one factor in um, prevent in child abuse, but we also know that we could work with them to um, counteract some of the stressors that are taking place right now. We all are stressed and we all are looking at different opportunities that are available through the mindful self-compassion and the different treatment options that are available for parents, for children, and even for um, many of the um, staff that are working in the agencies that have been even represented here in the podcast. So thank you, Catherine, we appreciate it. Well, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you. You have thankless jobs just in the norm. Um, in a pandemic, it's just multiplied. Um, so thank you for, for serving your community, number one, but stepping up for even greater service during uh, the pandemic that we're going through. I appreciate all of you being here today. You've all given us some great information. Um, we will continue to put out some of the information that you have provided to us today. Um, and subsequent um, social media posts so that people know where to go to contact your agents and get uh, more information. So again, I want to thank everybody for being here um, and just want to, to say to our, our residents and our, our public, if you see a problem, make sure that you are reporting it um, to all the different sources that we've talked about today. But if you're, if you're in doubt, call the um, the police can help you get to those resources if you need it. Um, so thank you everybody for, for being with us today. And for our, our viewers, we will see you again on the next chat uh, in a couple weeks. Thank you and have a great day.